This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Psalms 118, verse 24. Do you think we could repeat that, please? So, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, lovely, isn't it? Because these are days that the Lord has made. Right, let's have day one, shall we? Day one has to be a boy to be day one. Young man, you're a boy, aren't you? Would you like to come here? Well volunteered. Come over here. Would you like to stand just there as day one? What's your name, day one? Bevan. Bevan, I will immediately forget your name afterwards. So don't worry, but Bevan, well done for being day one. Day one. Now then, what happened on day one? God spoke and he said, what? Let there be light. Yes, he did. A very important day. Would you like to place that over your neck? Thank you very much. It says, day one. Okay. God's light out of darkness. This is a critical thing. But, Moses was explaining, this light is not sunlight. It's not the universe and it's not the Big Bang. They knew nothing of all those things that were scientific. This is a divine light. Let there be light. And so to represent that light in the tabernacle, they made, what's this called? Menorah, the menorah, which had lights on it, and they was never allowed to go out. Would you like to hold the menorah? Okay. Now, there was someone who said that he was the light of the world. I just can't think who that is. Someone said, I am the light of the world. Does anyone know who that was? Is that a hand up? A young man. Jesus. Jesus. Is he right? Yes. Well, you deserve an extra one of that. You really do. Don't eat them now. Otherwise, people are worrying about carpets and everything. You hold them in your pocket. That's right. The light of the world. Would you like to hold that as well? So, day one, the light of the world. Now, we just got to understand a little bit about this. You've got to remember, they, Israelites, you Israelites, know about that light. You see, the light that they're talking about is not sunlight, but it's the light, the fire that they're seeing in the tabernacle. You see, they're used to seeing the divine light. It's amazing. In fact, the Hebrew word for light is peace and order. Out of darkness came light. Darkness in Hebrew means chaos. So out of chaos, God created or light, order, peace came out of dark chaos. That's what the light is, day one. And it's amazing because you see then, they say something about evening and morning. 
And then it says, and then there was evening, and then there was morning. And that was the end of day one. Right. Okay. In those times, when did the new day begin? Does anyone know when the new day began? In those ancient times. The night before. That's right. At six o'clock in the evening or thereabouts, because they didn't have watches, the next day began. The moment you could see three stars in the sky, the next day had arrived. It was a cloudy day, then it could be two hours later before you see the three stars, but the next day arrived. So isn't it strange? You think, hang on a minute. So a new day began at night time. So the first part of the new day was night and then light time. So why did they do it? Th- they could have done it the other way round. They could have said, the moment you see daybreak, that's the new day. It's odd, isn't it? Why did they do it that way round? Because Moses understood what the Lord was talking about. Out of darkness came light. Darkness is first. So the day starts dark, and then the light comes. Darkness, light. Do you see? Oh, it's incredible. It's so clever. And so that's day one. But we know that Jesus is actually the divine light. Would you like to hold him up? And that's why he holds that little lamp there. That little lamp that he's holding, you can barely see it in the picture, is the central lamp that goes on the menorah there. I think we talked about it last time, didn't we? What's that one called? Servant Servant light. Well done, young man. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't throw it at anyone else, only Adrian. (laughs) The servant lamp, which never goes out and serves the other lamps. So to replenish the lamps, that one was always used to replenish the other ones. And apparently the miracle of the temple, it never ever went out. Amazing. But there we go. Would you like to hold that, young man? That's day one. Don't worry, they're not all as long as that. Day two. Can I have a day two? Who's a volunteer to be day two? Come on, young man. Oh, you're a keen day two. I turn around. The last day two I had doing this, he ran off. Uh, you're not going to run off, are you? Now, what's your name, young man? Sure. George. Oh, that's a good English name. Well done, George. Right, now, George, um, you are day two. (gasps) What happens on day two? Um, Day two is the separation of the water. Okay? So day two, he created water down low, which was the sea, and he created water up in the top, which was called sky. He created sea and sky. Right, there's your paddle. That's the sea. And if you want to go for a quick fly, there you go. Would you like to hold that? That's it. You're flying. And you need a little thingamajig, too. There you go. I'll pop that over on your head for you. Is that all right, young man? There you go. So you are day two. Water and sky. Now, it's very interesting. This first one, if you just look there... God declared day one as good. 
Okay, it was good because obviously this was the light, the divine light, God's leading light. And as it says in Revelation, by the way, at the end book, you remember, it never goes out. Even when the sun and the stars aren't shining, at the end of time, the temple and Jesus will shine permanently, day and night, 24 hours a day. Marvellous. So, you are second day. You, unfortunately, aren't good. But you're not bad either. You're just an event that happened on the second day. All right? And then there was evening, and then there was morning. Okay? So then we go to the third day. (gasps) Who wants to be the third day? (gasps) Young man, my gosh, we've got keen people here. Last time I had to drag them screaming from their seats. What's your name, young man? Zach. Zach. Well done, Zach. You are day three. What happened on day three? Anyone remember? Oh, yes, this is a good one, this one. The earth was formed. Ah, the earth was formed. Do you want to pop that on? Ah, well done, Zach. Now, Zach, the earth was formed. What happened is that the sky went up, the sea went down, and the land was exposed in the middle. And on that went the plants. So hang on, we created the earth. <gasps> My gosh. You blew that one up, didn't you? Sorry. No, you didn't. Someone blew it up. And on the earth, God planted the seeds and the fruits. All right, that's, that's seeds and fruits. Seed, but seed. Okay, that's grass seed. It's well protected, don't worry. It's... Uh, it won't hurt you, okay? So there you go. You've got the earth. So that's what happened on day three. Very important day, this one. Half of, half of uh, Zach is... And I'll go into that in a minute. Okay, that's your three days. What's... Oh, fourth day, please. Who wants to be a fourth day? Come on. Lady. Whoa, this is a cool day, young lady, this is. So, what happened on the fourth day? Does anyone know? We're scratching our heads. It was the day when the stars came. And the sun and the moon. There you go, young lady. Do you want to pop that on? You're older, so you can do that yourself. Well done. Now, this is a very, very important day. This is a day where the sun came. Do you want to pop the sunglasses on? There you go. And the stars came. Oh, look at that. Yeah, that fits. And so you can hold that. There you go. That's the moon as well, because I didn't have a picture of the moon. But the most important thing about this is this little thing. It's a Thermometer, temperature, warmth came. That came so that the plants, you lift that one up, the seeds could grow on the earth. That's why the sun and the moon was there for. Okay? It's amazing, isn't it? So there we go. So that's day four. Okay? And it was difficult. It was good. Is that all right? If it feels uncomfortable, you can just take it off and hold it. All right? Sorry, what was your name? Georgia. George? No, that's Georgia. No, no. Oh, that's George, isn't it? That's right. You're George, aren't you? Are you related in any way? 
No, I didn't thought so. Right, okay, so we got you, that's four. Right, now then day five. What happened on day five? Does anyone know what happened on day five? Oh, young man. Living, you've got it up. You know, that is so clever. You're the first person to get that. Living creatures in the sea. They're not called fish. If you look at it, it doesn't say fish. Living creatures in the sea and birds of the air and all winged creatures. Brilliant, young man. Uh, ah, no, you need to be... Young lady, would you like to come here and be day five? That's very good of you. You pop that on. And uh, let's give you... Um, Oops, let's get round. So you need to have fish of the sea. There you go. Is your fishing net? There's a fish in there, believe it or not. And birds of the sky. It's a doorstop. All right. Well done. And so that was great too. And that was good as well, I think. Yes. Now then. Now the last day. Oh, my goodness me. What happened on the last day? Uh, sorry, the last day of creation, sorry. The sixth day. I'll get that right now. The sixth day. What happened on the sixth day? Anyone? Anyone? Oh, young man, sorry. You're well done. All the land creatures and everything grew and all that. Everything which is on the land. On the land. That's right. And man. And, and man. Humans. Human beings, absolutely right. So there were the human being. Would you like to be the human being? There you go. And I'll put this on you. So what came? There you go. What's your name, young lady? Come forward a bit because the people can't see you there. What's your name? Grace. Grace. Ah, lovely name. My daughter's middle name's Grace. Well, Grace, on that day, there were human beings so you're the human being alright and there were livestock came on that day so that's a sheep there you go and wild animals I think that's a bear alright and you came and God blessed you the birds and the fish and he also blessed man and the wild and the livestock animals. That's the sixth day. Special, special day. Now, we're going to find out all about the seventh day after the next song. Because all these six days are to do with the seventh day. So Moses and Aaron were telling the story about day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, day six, because it's all about day seven, the day of rest, when God rested. And these are the days that lead up to that seventh day, and we're going to find out how it works. It's amazing. Now, if you... You're going to be coming back carrying all your same things. So if you'd like to come to the church, we'll then sing our next song. And then we'll find out a bit more. I think it's two songs, actually, isn't it? Yeah.
Thank you. sit down except the six volunteers who are enjoying themselves very much. Would you like to come up here? Could we have number one standing here, then two, then three, then four, then five, then six? And I want you to look that way. You're number two. I want you to be pointed that way. That way, all of you. Four, five, and six. Now, this is Oh, there's such special things now. Now, what we must understand about the Bible is, and the way that um, Moses in particular and the Old Testament people wrote things, they did write things like we write things today. We, in the Western world, think in a straight line, just like this line here. Absolute straight. You know, that's the... That's the beginning of the day. That's the next part of the day. Everything has to be linear. Ah, ah, they didn't think like that in those days at all. It wasn't linear at all. The Bible is like this. If you look at the Bible, that shape there, and you've got the Old Testament at the beginning, which is falling apart, and you've got the New Testament at the back, you think it's linear, but it's not. It's like that. It's like that. The scriptures, the writings, the understandings don't go in a linear form. They go through the Bible like that and link all the way through. Time is irrelevant. It's irrelevant. This is a story about creation. Time is irrelevant. And it doesn't go in a straight line. And that's not the way they were thinking of this. You are Israelites in the wilderness. Look where you are. There's no water. How do you get the water? It comes out of the ground, doesn't it? That was the only way you could get water. There were no rivers there. It was either rain, but mainly the ground, the rain. You dug a hole in the ground. You struck the rock. When man was created in the creation story, do you remember the water was coming out of the ground? It hadn't even rained. Can you see the parallels? As Israelites in the wilderness. Where were you going? You were going into the promised land. This promised future, you'd never been there before. You were town dwellers. And now you were in the middle of nowhere in tents. You were suffering greatly, huge suffering. You're almost starving. Manna came from heaven. Quails came to help you. You had a terrible, torrid time. And you were being promised the promised land to go into a peaceful place to live. That's what you were being promised. The seventh day you were being promised. We're going to come on to that in a moment. This line is written in doubles. When God repeated himself, it was important. And he writes things parallel with each other. So this is what God was really meaning, or Moses was really meaning. So, could day four, day five, and day six turn around and face that way? Okay, 
you stay exactly there. Okay. Day six, follow my bottom, and I want you to go this way. <laughs> Come on, and the next one. And four. Come on. Stop. Move a bit closer to day one, day six. Day five to day two, and day four to day three. Now, this is the creation story that Moses was trying to explain. Okay. In the beginning, would day four and day two, just like to stand over here, just you two. Whoops, you got your ball? That's it. In the beginning... The universe was created. Sun, stars, skies, and everything. Creating the heat. At the same time, the center, the center of the universe, not a speck on the side of it, the center of the universe, the earth was created. And it span round, and the seasons, because of the stars and the sun and the moon, worked and all the plants could grow. Okay. There you go. Would you two like to go back? Day uh, five and four. Just like to come to the side. Uh, sorry, day your day five and your day two. Sorry, that's right. I do apologise. Of course it is. Day five and day two are together now. Look at this. Isn't it amazing? So what have we got here? Day two was the water, the sky, okay, in the air. Woo! And the water, the sea. And so swimming in the sea were the fish. What was the water so important to these Israelites? Hang on, where were they? Could they get fish? No. The promised land, though. What was the big lake called? Galilee. They could go and have wonderful fish in the promised land. And we know what the symbol of the fish means. And in the sky, birds. So there's the sky. Birds fly. What was so important to the birds? About the birds? They were the sacrifice animals in the temple. And they were also food as well. That's why they were mentioned. Okay? You two like to slide back. Now, you don't have to go anywhere because you're already here. Now we come to these two. Here we have the uh, man, okay, man, and here is, standing right beside man, is the light of the world. Oh my goodness me, isn't this interesting? Now we've got to introduce the seventh day, and I've lost it. Where is it? There it is. I need a volunteer to be the seventh day. I've just got to hold this up. Would you, again, would you, would you mind? Again, I didn't know. Pete, would you like to be seventh day? Pete, would you like to stand over here and just face that way, looking seventh day-ish? Do you get a sweet? <laughs> Only if you're good. All right, the seventh day. Entering the seventh day. There is something fundamentally different between the seventh day and the six creation days, apart from the fact that no creation took place. If you look at this list here, on every single one, 
it says something like that on every one. What does it say that it doesn't say on this one? Can anyone see? Evening and morning. Evening and morning. The seventh day was the day that the Lord rested. Did God need to actually rest? No. No. But on that day, he rested. He made it to be a day of rest. The point is, is that unless Moses got this wrong, Moses, in other words, either forgot to write uh, evening and morning on it, or didn't make that mistake. And of course he didn't. This day has no end. Once this day started... There are no other days. So in other words, there's no eighth day. There's no ninth day. It was never created. There's creation. This day goes on forever. Day after day after day after day. This, for the Israelites, is the promised land. Day after day after day where it with milk and honey. For the Israelites, this was the special day. So what about us? Try and imagine that you're not Israelites now. That you are people in a church in this country. Might be hard. Just try and imagine that now. What does the seventh day mean to you? Well, there was a man who wrote that book. I mentioned three books this morning. Which of the three books did I mention? Genesis, Revelation, and Hebrews. Whoever wrote the book of Hebrews, he was told it was uh, Paul, possibly Apollos, Barnabas, we don't know. Whoever wrote that book was a history expert. And if you read chapter 4, it tells you all about the seventh day. And it says that when the people had the opportunity of entering the promised land, the seventh day, don't harden your hearts against that opportunity. Grasp it and go for it. Be good and do the right things. And you can go into the promised land. And he called it a day. He called it today. He actually, with a capital T, read it. What he means like that is that we all have the opportunity of entering into the seventh day. Many of here have done that. We've made our commitment and said, Lord, we follow you. We want to follow you and continue to follow you, but we follow you. We make a commitment, and by that commitment, we enter into our own personal promised land with the Lord. We are born again by his Spirit into that day. And if I hadn't chosen on a particular day to do so, 
Today, I have still got that opportunity. This very day. Today, to make that commitment. Because it's still the seventh day. Every day is an equal opportunity for anyone to enter into that loving relationship with the Lord, the heavenly day. That's why it has no end. It's every single day. That's the purpose of the seventh day. And then something miraculous happens. If you've never known the Lord, or want to know the Lord, and you make a commitment, something amazing happens. And this is where day one and day six comes in. Day one. We'll put that to the side because we don't want to trip over it. Day seven is over here. And you are called the bride of Christ. Okay, man. The bride of Christ. And you are the light of the world. Jesus. Okay? Now, who led the Israelites into the promised land? Who physically took them across the river Jordan into the promised land? God, you're a clever lad. Who was that? Joshua. By gum. That's right. Most people say Moses. It was Joshua. What's Jesus's other... What's his name? Joshua. Joshua. Do you see the parallel? So as the Israelites are led by Joshua... Come here, Joshua. You take, do you, there you go, the hand of the bride of Christ. Okay. And you lead the bride of Christ into the seventh day. There you go. You turn around, and in actual fact, you can smile because that's the happiest day of your life. <laughs> because you. I've just made a commitment with Jesus so that you are now at peace with God and you can rest. You never have to struggle to get to heaven anymore because you've entered into your seventh day of rest. Just as the Israelites entered into their promised land through Joshua, we enter into our commitment and into God through Jesus, who is also called Joshua. So just as the Israelites learnt, hopefully we've all learnt today the same picture and message. Think about it. God created all that so that we could always have access to him. And this was created before Adam and Eve even fell. But it was already there. The redemptive process was in place to save mankind. There you go. Thank you very much, everybody. Especially day seven. You did that very well. I'll get you a sweet a bit later.